Utah Phillips, and you're listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. I have seen stars in the daytime. I've seen sunshine at midnight. I've seen good guys do wrong and bad guys do right. I've seen black crows and white seagulls fly the perfect flight, and another day never fails to bring another night. The moon sails around the earth, and the earth sails around the sun, and our own turning round counts the days one by one. First breath in a strange land, breathless at the dealing of the last hand, and in between, the dream you dream, and the shifting of the sand. This is me, Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest, with uh, Steve Baker, who's twisting the knobs and pulling the levers here at the, at the engineering board, the music of the Boersdorfs there. Uh, I think they've moved back down to Stockton, some of the best musicians I know, you know. And what you just heard there at the beginning was a poem by, by, recited by, composed by Spider John Kerner. Uh, from, remember Kerner Ray and Glover? Well, Spider John's one of the few people I know who still sings folk songs. I mean, he sings folk songs, our people's music. He's also a very fine amateur astronomer. Very few people know that. I'm going to do a program for you today of, of uh, well, a town is beginning to fill up with tramps. This is our annual rendezvous of the Rose Tattoo, all my tramp friends, and and many others, and we're going to be rendezvousing up here in the mountains to have a big hoorah and a go-round. We'll have a big fire and and uh, some barbecue, and I may eat some of that, you know. Just don't tell my cardiologist. And uh, then then we are going to entrain across the Nevada desert uh, to Elko, Nevada, uh, there at um, uh, July 28th, 29th, and 30th. And this is the year 2000. If you listen to this in the year 2001, forget it. July 28th, 29th, and 30th is going to be the big hobo rendezvous, the biggest it's ever been held in the United States, ever. And the, the old tramps, the young tramps are coming in from all over. And, and that's a public event, by the way. You want to know more about the hobo rendezvous in Elko, you call up, call, won't cost you a nickel, 1-877-692-1212. Or just tune in hobo.org, uh, the website. Hobo's online, folks, hobo's online. So I'm going to play you the music, some of the music of the people who are going to be over there at that rendezvous and who are coming into town now. Um, well, let's start out with Pop Wagner. Pop Wagner, I, I first met him up in Ashland, Wisconsin. Uh, has a lot of character. Pop is one of those people. I mean, I met him 30 years ago, and I look at him today, and he looks exactly the same. He's one of those people who doesn't age. They ought to strap him down, take some DNA, see what it is that makes it like that, because I would certainly like to know. Well, I'll give you a poem first here. Uh, uh, plowing through the mountain of material that I have uh, stuck on shelves at my house. It's an old milk and honey route uh, written by Dean Stiff. Well, he was the dean of the Stiffs. Uh, a great uh, handbook for tramps it was written in 1930, and in there there is his poem called The Dog. Once in a winter, drab and dreary, I was rustling weak and weary, rustling handouts as I tramped from door to door. 
and my heart congealed within me as a lady came to chin me in a sour and surly manner I had never heard before. For her eyes were cold and stony, her fingers long and bony. There she stood and mutely pointed to the wood pile near the door, stood and glared and grimly pointed, lean and lank and double-jointed, till my shivering body sprung a leak from every pore. So I tried my best to melt her, as I needed food and shelter, as I never did anything in all my life before. And from, from within the room there was wafting a perfume that brought to mind the flesh pots of the feasting days of yore. Then I swore I'd chew or I would ascertain the reason why, so I called her stingy mean and other ugly names galore, but alas for me, poor sinner, just as I could smell the dinner, I beheld the savage bulldog the lamplight flickered o'er, and the dog came rushing past her, rushing faster, rushing faster, making me regret I'd faster as I hit out with a roar. Listen to Pop Wagner. He made this up in a railroad yard up in Ashland, Wisconsin. It's called the Northern Line. Shirt on my back, I'm leaving this town. I won't be back and I ride that northern line. I ride that northern line. Walking this freight yard long and wide, looking for a boxcar I can ride. When no one's looking, I'll climb inside and I ride that northern line. I ride that northern line. I'm standing out here in the wind and rain, watching people getting on a passenger train. If I had money, I'd do the same, but I ride that northern line. I ride that northern line. train is straight and long jump on board as she rolls along it's time i gotta be moving on i ride that northern line I ride that northern line the engine churns the whistle blows where she stops nobody knows maybe california maybe ohio and i ride that northern line I ride that northern line kicking up cinders kicking up sand i'm riding to the land of the hooli and where the tumbleweed blows Cross the land to ride that northern line, ride that northern line. Where the sun don't shine Leaving this town where it rains all the time And going to a place with a sunny climb I ride that northern line I ride that northern line Walking up and down the railroad track Hat on my head, shirt on my back Or leaving this town I won't be back And I ride that northern line And I ride That northern line <laughs> 
my old friend Pop Wagner. Well, he does have a lot of character. Uh, the hobo philosopher. You know, the milk and honey route isn't the only manual that's ever written for, uh, for tramps and for hobos. Uh, I'm sometimes surprised at the mountain of stuff that I've accumulated over the years that is the archival instinct, folks, but I'm glad that I hung on to it. I have here a 1908 pamphlet called The Hobo Philosopher by Roger Payne. In there, uh, there's a little chapter called Thoreau's Experiment. Here it is. To find out exactly how long it is necessary for a man to work to get his living... Henry David Thoreau, the greatest philosopher that America has produced, went into the woods by Walden Pond. Here he cleared a piece of ground, built himself a hut, and made his living by growing beans, potatoes, corn, etc., producing enough for his own wants and a surplus to exchange for the things he needed to buy. He tells us at the end of his experiment, quote, For more than five years I have maintained myself thus solely by the labor of my hands and I found that by working about six weeks in the year, I can meet all expenses of living, unquote. Roger Payne continues, One day a week, or about 50 days in the year, should supply all our needs. Thus, the greater part of our time would be set free for developing a race of people capable of supporting a higher and better civilization than the world has ever seen before. Hmm. One day a week. Well... One of our tramp friends who exemplifies that ethic superbly, Rick Polieri from Vermont. We call him Little Buffalo. Sometimes we call him Rosebud, but he'll have to explain that to you himself. There's a, a hobo gathering that goes on up at Pullman uh, there in Illinois uh, where they made the Pullman Palace cars. Uh, this is a field recording from that gathering. There's some folks from a ra little radio station there that, that recorded one of the sing-arounds. Rick Polieri. Uh, well, he'll tell you the story about this. This is the Westbound. And this particular song I wanted to share with you is about one of the Hobo Kings. Uh, we're hoping that he would get here, but uh, he's not here yet. Now, we're hoping that he will. His name is Frog, and he got his moniker, or that's the, uh, the nickname, because of uh, the way he used to leap a onto a boxcar. Uh, but Frog's not doing too well. He's kind of sick, and uh, in fact, he was so sick that uh, they thought he caught the westbound, and that's the lingo the hobos use for dying, you know. And uh, I got a, a message, an email message, that Frog had died. In fact, uh, over in Minneapolis, he had a, a big uh, funeral, you know, service for, for Frog, uh, you know, kind of a tribute and so forth, only to find out that he didn't die after all. <laughs> and uh, so we decided, uh, you know, that, well, he's still out there. Uh, and I wrote a song called uh, Catching, um, Riding the Westbound. So he's not dead, but he's sort of, he's the right on the edge there. And... Uh, so it tells Frog's story. I live my whole life as a hobo. My only home is this old train. I've been a frog and a king. Lord, I've done everything. Now I'm riding on that westbound train. Let the jungle fires burn wild and free. Pass my bottle around. Let the train whistle blow Tell the old bows I'm riding on the westbound I slept in every old boxcar I rode down every railroad line Well, I don't have to boast, Lord 
coast Now I'm riding on the old westbound Let the jungle fires burn wild and free Pass my bottle around Let the train whistle blow Tell the old bows I'm riding on the westbound Light a candle at the back of my boxcar And gather my good friends around Let the old banjo ring while the hobos all sing I'm riding on the westbound Let the jungle fires burn wild and free Pass my bottle around Let the train whistle blow Tell the old foes I'm riding on the westbound Lay me down on a blanket of cardboard Use my bindle to pillow my head And when my body's gone My spirit will ride on Riding on that old windspan Let the jungle fires burn wild and free Pass my bottle around Let the train whistle blow Tell the old bows I'm riding on Rick Pugliari, yeah, he'll be out there at Elko with the rest of us uh, singing these songs and telling these tales. You know, I once uh, did a whole program here on uh, Tramp Rules, Rules of the Road, <coughs> that originated back in the, the 1890s at the first Hobo Conventions. And I lamented the fact that um, those rules had gradually eroded away as um, it became harder and harder to ride the trains with less and less of that kind of trenchance. And that was a damn shame, too, because it would have been so much easier if we did have rules of the road, if we'd hug on to those rules of the road for that railroad killer that was uh, apprehended not too long ago, that was killing people out by the railroad yards. If, if the cops had stayed out of it and left us uh, to, our, to ourselves, um, we could have found that, that uh, killer a whole lot sooner than anybody else, you see. Um, well, rules of the road, and, and, and if, if there's ever going to be a, um, a real hobo convention, I mean, away from the rest of the world, it's going to be to reestablish, to talk over what we can do to uh, cover our own stuff while we're out there on the road. I, I Digging through my, my notebooks, I pulled out this um, handbook for beggars. Now, I, uh, Vachel Lindsay was a great poet, uh, lived in um, uh, Springfield, Illinois. And in his handbook for beggars, right at the beginning, it says, these are the rules of the road. Well, this is Vachel Lindsay's idea. Keep away from cities. <laughs> Keep away from the railroads. Have nothing to do with money and carry no baggage. Ask for dinner about a quarter to 11. Ask for supper, lodging, and breakfast about a quarter of five. Travel alone. Be neat, deliberate, chaste, and civil. Preach the gospel of beauty. That's facial Lindsay. Well, here's my friend, fellow worker, Mark Ross from Butte, Montana, who will be joining us. Mark has the ability to make new songs sound very, very old. Mark Ross and the Railroad Killer. Come on, railroad movers. 
nose and listen to my song while I try and tell you about a terrible wrong. It's tough to tramp in Texas, you might find yourself in jail for the say that there's a killer who is riding on the rails. Cops are out in numbers, they're checking all the cars. And if you're found upon the train, they'll put you behind bars. They won't ask any questions, they'll just throw you in the can. In the hopes they'll catch this killer who is not a gentleman. They say he's killed in Texas, Kentucky, Illinois. And if we hope they'll catch him, they'll round up all the boys. When they have all hobos who roam across the land, if there are no more murders, then they'll know they've got their man. find yourself in hell. The jails they have in that great state are the worst you'll ever see. And once they have you behind bars, you'll never more roam free. Mark Ross and the Railroad Killer. You know, there is a possibility, uh, and it is uh, becoming rapidly reality, that there will be an alternative convention. There are a lot of young bows out there. There are a lot of young people that have taken to the trains, and I meet them every place that I go, especially out here on the West Coast. I'm, I think like the hobos from hell down there in, uh, in Santa Cruz. And there's a, there's a big movement in the works now to get an alternative convention. You know, the, the classical traditional convention of the hobos have taken place at Britt, Iowa. Uh, this uh, year 2000 will be the 100th anniversary of that. It started in 19, 1900. But you know, these young tramps who really know their stuff started showing up the past couple of years at the old gathering there at Britt, and they weren't made to feel awfully welcome. In fact, they were, they were kind of vil vilified and bullied. Well, uh, I'm glad to see that there is movement of the foot for those folks to get together and form their own uh, alternative convention, and, and there maybe we can really begin to talk about what in fact is going on out there, uh, instead of just uh, dealing with the nostalgic aspects of it. Um, there, there are some zines being published by these folks. I have them in hand. El Otro Lado, The Other Side, um, is a description of hopping the Mexican freight trains, and also some real class-conscious essays, one of them about uh, from the experience of the train riders of Mexico hopping on the Mexican freights and seeing uh, poor people come out and break open the grain cars and steal the grain, steal the corn. Why? Because of NAFTA. And it explains that, how NAFTA has, uh, has uh, cut the corn crop in Mexico uh, disastrously. Um, there's uh, Luddite Tech. There's another zine here. 
uh, Do-It-Yourself magazine. She has in there a stove you can make outdoors out of junk. It would be ideal for a jungle. Um, a plumbing system that would be also ideal for a jungle that, that's very primitive, but, uh, but looks like it would work okay. Um, another zine I have here is, <laughs> is called I Hate This Part of Texas. Uh, it's put out by, um, oh, I haven't got his name written down here. But uh, I Hate This Part of Texas. He writes in there, I hate this part of Texas is for the wanderers in town. It's for the drunks and the bums, for the rockers, the jammers, the graffiti writers, and spray can artists, freight hoppers and hitchhikers, for the storytellers and for the listeners, for the activists and zine geeks, for the freakers, the late-nighters, the bicyclists, and the bookworms, for anyone who might stumble upon the places where this is found. It's for dumpster divers and drag queens, too. This scene was inspired by all the above, but mostly by conversations with the amazing people in my life. Yes, and that means you. Well, certainly one of the amazing people in my life have been Buzz Potter. Buzz Potter is the, the, the spark plug, the mainspring in the National Hobo Association, and the guy who thought up this big rendezvous over in Elko at the end of July. Well... Sooner or later, we've got to bring the old and the young together on this, you know, the people who lived the life of the past and bring that experience and meld it and blend it with those who are out on the trains today, living life of today. Here's Buzz Potter reciting his poem, Love Song of the Trains. I stood by the main in the soft August rain and I watched as her headlight appeared. She crested the hill with a low moaning quill and proceeded through signals just cleared. She rolled down the main with a rumbling refrain, a song all the ramblers have known. The creaks and the groans and the low whistle moans remind us of yesterday's homes. Oh, how many times have I heard those old chimes when my church was the high iron trail. When the visions of youth responded to truth, expressed in a steam engine's wail. And the clunk of the gear brought a soft welling tear as I stood there alone in the night. And I felt once again that deep yearning yen that all us old ramblers must fight. Then she whistled a name that sounded the same as a lover I knew long ago. I'd met her out there in the clean prairie air and the rising sun soft warming glow. I'd seen her at night in a campfire's light. I had heard her soft call on the plains. I tasted her love in the rain from above and slept with her often on trains. From the romance we knew I often review and I savor the fond memory of the sweet cunning way that she led me astray, soft as a south wind at sea. I remember her now, but I can't recall how I lost her and she slipped away. She sometimes comes back when I stand by the track, then she sings and I must look away. And the rivers and streams still carry my dreams out where the long freighters roll, and the memories gleam as the lone whistle scream still calls to my wandering soul. As the years roll on by, I still wonder why I miss her and long for her so. And her name in the end was freedom, my friend, a lover that most never know. The train passes by, and there's mist in my eye, and it's not from the soft falling rain. And I know I'll be back to this place by the track to watch freedom go by on the train.
thanks, Buzz. You've been so good to all of us. We're going to listen to Rosalie Sorrells, who's also coming out there to Elko, coming down from Grimes Creek, Idaho. There's an old friend, I haven't seen him for so many years, down in Los Angeles, by the name of Gary White. Rosalie's going to sing one of his songs called The Toast. First, though, here's something I wrote many, many years ago. Who are they, these alley people? You and me, that's who. Sick, dumb, on the lam, crazy, old, misplaced, replaced, used, abused, refused, all or some of these, most everybody drunk or broke, generally both, and salted in among them a handful of boomers, heroes, and tramps, just to keep you thinking the stew is really worth it. I don't know. Some days it all comes out on the dark side. Other days the trains are all running on time. And Jesus, what the late afternoon sun does to these red brick walls. How the moonlight dances in the alley water pooled under the street lamps at night. Here's to the ones who picked me up And the ones who put me down And the ones who did a double take On the second time around To the push and pull confusion That was running in my brain To a haunted, haunted, sleepless night And a hundred days of rain And the wine's a little bitter And it burns upon your lip As you chance now to remember all the things you would forget And here's to the ones who stood and watched but wouldn't play the game And here's to the ones who wanted love but couldn't stand the pain and the ones who wanted all I had were the ones afraid to give. And the ones who wanted most from life were the ones afraid to live. And the ones a little bitter. And it burns upon your lip as you chance now to remember all the things you would forget. And here's to the apathetic crowd who watched the killer flee. Oh, I'm sure I'm in there somewhere. Or was the killer me? And here's to the ones who knew the way but wouldn't take a stand. And here's to the ones who pledged to fight the came with empty hands and the wine's a little bitter and it burns upon your lip as you chance now to remember and remember with each sip so here's to each and every one in a secret self-made where the prisoner is the jailer and the mind becomes the cell. And here's to the private wars you wage and I hope you'll all be free. And here's 
to the one the song's about Here's to me And the bottle's getting empty And your friends have all gone home And you drink the toast in silence And you drink it all Again, well, now let me catch up with myself and uh, backtrack here a bit. When I was talking about the uh, those zines like uh, El Ultralado and I hate this part of Texas, I was going to tell you that if you're interested in that sort of thing, if you want to keep uh, up on what uh, what young people are doing um, of this sort, then then you, what you ought to do now get get yourself a pencil, okay? Is that to cut your finger and write on the countertop in blood? Write to the Tree of Knowledge. P.O. Box 251-766. That's P.O. Box 251-766, Little Rock, Arkansas. And the zip is 72225. And they have a selection of all of these zines that are being put out by by young people that circulate uh, generally outside the circles with which most of us are familiar. Well, now... I turn on my NPR station, which I do uh, occasionally in the morning to try to catch up with the news, and what instead what I catch up with is the stories about mergers. This merged with that, that acquired that. I get a little sick and tired of it. But to give you a poem here by uh, an angry railroad engineer, um, a fellow by the name of C.B. Smith, uh, Hoghead out in Council Grove, um, that's in, uh, in Kansas, an engineer on the, the Missouri Pacific, the MOP it used to be called, the old Screaming Eagle, that's what their, their crack freight trains were called. Well, they were acquired by the Union Pacific, who then acquired the Southern Pacific and so on. Pretty soon there's going to just be four railroads in North America. Well, anyways, a C.B. Smith poem here uh, called the UPMPSP Merger. There was a time tried and true the locomotives I ran were painted blue, with screaming eagles on their side, till came the day when the eagles died. 
In 82, a major with meter in 82, a merger was completed, and soon our business was all depleted. Before there was even a settling of this merger's dust, our shiny rails began to rust. No longer do the eagles soar, no longer do the diesels roar. I look back now, with thoughts so mellow, at a time when locomotives were blue and not UP yellow. But now the yellow, too, has faded. The UP for the SP traded. The men I worked with as a boy are all dead. Better for them not to see this SP red. In 82, many lies were told, and a statement made so very bold that at the Grove only six shot jobs might be lost. Now it looks as though all the jobs this merger has cost. I can take the truth even when it hurts, but God grant those liars their just desserts. I'm going to give you Luther the Jet, one of the great hobo kings. Luther is alive on the trains virtually all the time. He fashions great songs. Uh, here's Luther the Jet's song about one of our old-time railroads, the old I&D. Back in the winter of 79, a time that was fierce as could be, I took a job as a section crew hand out on the old I&D. It was a terrible winter to railroad, the yards were all piled up with snow, and out on the line all the cuts drifted in just as soon as the wind set to blow. The snowplows were struggling along the main line, the section men shoveled the track. No sooner a mountain of snow disappeared than a sixty-mile gale put it back. Tom Mason, Jim Burns, and Bill Clancy were handling the engines all three. They plowed out the line to Algona and Britt on the tracks of the old I&D. Mr. Sanborn was superintendent and rode in his own private car. Ed Pennington held down the roadmaster's job from the strife. He was never too far. Ed Morgan, Del Chase, and Lou Farnham were each of them handling a train. From McGregor to Sheldon, they battled the snowbanks, a job that was oft times in vain. I'll never forget Frosty Olson, as he and I used to watch coal. The stockpile was out in the New Hampton yard, about where the trains start to roll. On many a night in his ancient caboose, the icy winds hammered the door. They shrieked through the windows and rattled the panes while the snow drifted up all the more. You never can tell what the railroad will do, old Frosty confided one day. For what they will give you upon the one hand, with the other they'll take it away. Now just take this cold situation, it's really a marvelous thing. If only they'd stockpile along in the summer, we'd have not a worry till spring. No coal for sale, the company said, for no matter how much we strive, we can't get enough for the stoves hereabouts, but we must keep the engines alive. The people just begged us for fuel, and some got as mad as could be. It was no easy job just to keep them away from the coal of the old I&B. One night Frosty Olson was called for a train out of that New Hampton yard. But right out of town heard the whistle for brakes and saw they were running quite hard. He picked up his club and he climbed to the top to see what the matter might be. They found his body all mangled and bruised by the tracks of the old I&D. 
The brothers took up a collection and bought him a fine polished stone, for they were not minded to go on their way and leave his poor widow alone. They buried him over at Postville, his epitaph there you may see. Here lies a brave man who suffered and died while at work on the old IND. Here lies a brave man who suffered and died while at work on the old IND. Now I could continue for hours with many a story to tell, and not always dwell on the sorrow and pain, but speak of the good times as well. So boys, please don't be offended if your handle you fail here to see. For it's thirty-two winters and many a day since I worked on the old IND. It's thirty-two winters and many a day since I worked on the old IND. Uh, Luther the Jet. The greatest. Uh, Luther's coming into town early here before we go on out to Elko. And uh, I'm, I've got a studio, a blue whale, rented on the outside of town with the good engineer, Bruce Wheelock. And we're going to record Luther the Jet. And we're going to strip mine his brain for all of those great songs. It's going to be like catching a wild butterfly. Remember Spokane, Washington, some time ago when the community development funds came in and people were using it to pave alleys and put in streetlights and things like that. Had a hell of a time convincing people that downtown was a neighborhood. And that's where the transient population lived. That's where the old tramps lived, the people living on short money. We finally did get our downtown d declared a, a neighborhood, and we were able to get enough of that money in to start a community center, drop-in center. Uh, they wanted me to make a speech uh, when that was open, and instead I, I made him a poem, and I'll, I'll tell you that, and then I'll sing you a song. That's about, um, it's about downtown and what happens to downtown. What we need. Everyone needs a nice place to live in and good food to eat that's not too expensive and clean clothes with no holes or patches, a doctor to call, an old friend to visit, a way to get places, parties and music, a street to walk safely and benches to sit on with shade in the summer and warm, friendly places to be in the winter. Some work to do that's useful to others and doesn't get boring. People to come to for all kinds of answers and somebody checking so no one's forgotten. Money to spend that's given and taken without feeling guilty. Love without pity. Pride without anger. Everyone knows what everyone needs, but programs, laws, city councils, commissions, agencies, bureaus can't give it to us. All of us need the best in each other. And if we can find it, and if we can give it, the rest will soon follow. If we all stick together, we'll get what we need. The bulldozer's rolling through my part of town. The iron ball swings and knocks it all down. You knock down my flop house and knock down my bars Black topped it over to park all your cars And where would I go and where can I stay You knock down the skid road and haul it away I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down Boys, they're running the bums out of town 
Old Maxie the tailor is closing his doors There ain't nothing left in the second-hand stores You knock down my hock shop in the big harbor lights And the old Chinese cafe that was open all night And where will I go? And where can I stay? When you've knocked down the skid road and hauled it away I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down Boys, they're running the bums out of town Well, you ran out the hookers who worked on the street And built a big club where the playboys can meet My boogie joint closed when your cops pulled a raid But you built a new hall for the stock market trade And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down a skid road and haul it away I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down Boys, they're running the bums out of town These little storekeepers, they don't have a chance With the big uptown bankers a call in the dance With their suit and tie restaurants that's all owned by Greeks The counterfeit hippies and their plastic boutiques And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down the skid road and haul it away I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down Boys, they're running the bums out of town Now I'm finding out there's just one kind of war The one going on between the rich and the poor I don't know a lot about what you'd call class But the upper and middle can all kiss my ass And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down the skid road and haul it away I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down Boys, they're running the bums, yeah, they're running the bums out of town Larimer Street. Yeah, I wrote that when I was taking the bus through Larimer Street there in Denver where all my tramp friends used to hang out. And it had become Larimer Square. All the old buildings were still there, but they were these boutique-tacky joints where all the tourists came down to buy junk. Well, now here's a haywire Bruce Brackney. Him, we, we sometimes call him Boxes for reasons he'll have to explain. Um, he's going to sing a song. Well, well, let's let him explain it. This song is based on a true story about an event in the 1880s when the tourist excursion trains were racing to stay out of the way of the ore trains coming out of Virginia City, Nevada. This is a train wreck avoidance song. Lord knows there is plenty of train wreck songs in the general history of American railroad music, but not too many that describe the techniques uh, used by, in this case, the brave engineer whose name was Johnny Bartholomew to avoid a significant crash. This is called Pull Em Through. Now I ain't much on fancy and all that sort of stuff. For engineer on the railroad is likely more on the rough. He don't know much on handsome. I surely acknowledge the corn. That full steam you gotta be awake and as sure as you're born. I'll tell you a little story about a run we had for our necks. We thought old Gabriel called our hand to ante up our checks. Came around a curve by the tunnel, just beyond American flats. My fireman hollered, Johnny, look ahead, my God, what's that?
long and sighting, cause there was plenty for me to see. It was a train full of women and children, whose lives depend on me. Heading for the blazing tunnel, roaring fire and pitch black smoke. Number nine on time behind. Quick shove in the coke. Now apply the brakes was my first thought, and I see it just won't do. So hand on throttle and lever, I know I'm just pulling through. To the grim mouth of that tunnel, through the roaring flame as well. Right up to the gates of death, boys, right smack to the jaws of hell. Now her boiler felt the pressure of steam in her iron joints. She acted like she was human, like she knew all of the points. And we glided along that tramway with the speed of a lightning flash. With a howl, we made it safely through the danger of the crash. I was posing mighty, jumped that train and tried to save my bones. Left them women and children take that ride alone. But I thought of a day of reckoning, whatever old John's done here, the Lord will ever say to me, you went back as an engineer. Hey, why are Bruce Brackney pull her through the tune to that by the way the poem was written by the engineer uh, on that run and the and the tune was put to it by uh, Jimmy Borsdorf whose music you heard at the beginning of this program George Milburn published the Hobo's Horn book in 1932 I'll give you an old tramp poem from that that book Alakazam clickety click this is the song of the wheels Alakazam clickety click you know how a hobo feels Alakazam, clickety-click, when the telegraph poles rush by. Alakazam, clickety-clickety-click, and the stars, they gleam in the sky. Alakazam, clickety-click, are one blurred streak of light. Alakazam, clickety-click, making pale the night. Alakazam, clickety-click, a lullaby soothing and deep. And Alakazam, clickety-click, puts us all to sleep. We feel like lords of the vaulted blue, like kings of the wind-swept skies with never a thought for the morrow to come, apart from alien eyes. Sprawled at our ease on the baggage blind, we dream of a home somewhere. We dream of a life of idyllic peace, free from all toil and care. We dream of dinners of steak and pie three times a day or more, of claret bubbling in dago red, of cigars by the score, of warm baths and feather beds and carpets on the floor. Alakazam, clickety-click, life's a series of dirty deals. Alakazam, clickety-click, this is the song of the wheels. Well, now we're going to have Larry Penn. Larry's 72 years old now, a retired steel hauler. He's the senior member of the crew. Uh, Cream City Slim, we call him. He's coming in from Milwaukee. He's going to tell you a story. I was interested in the sleeping car porters union, uh, uh, and in Omaha, where the Union Pacific has a marvelous museum of all the fine U Union Pacific stuff and the history of the Union Pacific Railroad, I couldn't find anything about Pullman porters there. If you want to learn about the Pullman porters, you've got to go over to the Black Museum in Omaha to study the Pullman porters. You know, half of the Pullman porters probably lived in Omaha because, because uh, of the Union Pacific Railroad terminus there in Omaha. One of my favorite poets is, uh, is Carl Sandburg. And Carl Sandburg uh, has this uh, collection called Chicago Poems. Uh, he was writing on the 20th Century Limited. Uh, he looked 
he looked at his, fr uh, he was reflecting that a hundred years from the day that he was riding on that train, that all the people in it would be dust, and all the trains that they were riding on, the cars that they were riding on would all be rust. And he turned to the fellow seated next to him, and he says to him, where are you going? And the guy says, uh, Omaha. If you tell me you have ridden in a Pullman sleeping car, I'll bet you fifty dollars I can tell how old you are. Well, nothing lasts forever, but the memories are there. On the way to Omaha, on the way to Omaha, I saw George's masterpiece sitting on a sidetrack, rusting in a heap. Just the fading name of Pullman and a trace of history. On the way to Omaha, those shiny cars were painted green, lettered in gold leaf, named by Florence Pullman for a thousand bucks apiece. There was Silver Peak and Lolo Pass and forts like Alamo. On the way to Omaha, on the way to Omaha, I saw George's masterpiece sitting on a sidetrack, rusting in a heap. Just the fading name of Pullman and a trace of history on the way to Omaha. Now here's to Porter Daniels and Oscar Daddy Joe. They've left their legends rolling everywhere you go. And here's to Philip Randolph and his Porter's Union gone. On the way to Omaha, on the way to Omaha, I saw George's masterpiece sitting on a sidetrack, rusting in a heap. Just the fading name of Pullman and a trace of history. On the way to Omaha, now they sing of truth and justice on Independence Day. They ring the bell for freedom and the great American way. They send the federal troops around to smash the Pullman strike. On the way to Omaha, on the way to Omaha, I saw George's masterpiece sitting on a sidetrack, rusting in a heap. Just the fading name of Pullman and a trace of history. On the way to Omaha, once you tell me you have ridden in a Pullman sleeping car, I'll bet you fifty dollars I can tell how old you are. Well, nothing lasts forever, but the memories are there. On the way to Omaha. Larry Penn on the way to Omaha. Well, we're winding down to a halt here. You want to know more about us? Of course, uh, hobo.org, the National Hobo Association. Find out what we're up to. Let's finish off where we began with Spider John Kerner, the Midnight Special.
Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest, and you have indeed been listening to Loper's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. From Wendelberry, he comes along the street singing, a rag of a man with his game foot and bum's clothes. He's asking for nothing. His hands aren't even held out. His song is the gift of singing to him and to all who will listen. To hear him, you'd think the engines would all stop and the flower vendor would stand with her hands full of flowers and not move. You'd think somebody would have hired him and provided him with a clean, quiet stage to sing on. But there's no special occasion or place for his singing. That's why it needs to be strong. His song doesn't impede the morning or change it, except by freely adding itself. <laughs> 